This podcast is sponsored by Same Day STD Testing, the nation's number one STD STI testing company, offering fast, private, and confidential STI testing nationwide. You can speak to a counselor by calling 844 332 2461. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Sexpectations Podcast. Y'all, so winter got me effed up. Like, can it go, please? I am absolutely over winter. I do not like the winter. I despise the winter. So much so, I literally can be in my bed watching Netflix every day, all day, and be totally content with that. I have absolutely no motivation, no drive, no nothing (laughs) in the wintertime, except during ovulation week. It seems like even during wintertime, during ovulation week, I still seem to get very, very wet, very, very horny, and I'm seeking out my partner for some good fucking okay (laughs) even during the winter so the winter stops some stuff but it does not stop everything however of course i am super happy to be back here again with you guys this week um for another episode of the expectations podcast we have some amazing things coming up so for those of you that don't know um i have a group on facebook so it is called hashtag pussy trauma and um it is Spelled exactly how it sounds, and it is a safe, brave space for women, um, all women, transgender women, women with, I mean, just all women, right? Um, It is a safe space for us to come together and explore our sexuality. Um, We give tips, we give advice. It's just really comprehensive sex education, and it helps so many, right? Um, so we have our first meet and greet coming up tomorrow. So I'm super excited about that. So if you want to see pictures, make sure you are a part of that group. Um, of course it is women only. So sorry guys. Um, but you know, you can always check out the sexpectations.podcast, um, Instagram. So it's just as it sounds, sexpectations.podcast. And um, I always post pictures and different things that we have going on um, on Instagram. So you can check that out as well. Um, And uh, then, of course, we have the play party. So for those of you that have not been to the play party, last year was the first year. So we do it annually. Of course, this year is going to be bigger and better. Um, We have it's really an experience, right? It's a sex positive experience. We have sex-related um, variety entertainment, so burlesque show, strippers. Um, we have BDSM Shabari rope tie. We have um, a nude poet this year. So, oh my God, like that's one of the 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 things I am so excited about to see this nude poet. Um, he is dope, and he is going to have his dick slanging as he does this live poetry for us. Um, We're going to have sex-related vendors there, food vendors. I mean, it's going to be an amazing night to celebrate sexuality. So if you do not have your tickets, definitely get them um, so you can come out and celebrate with us. 
So those are just a few things I have going on in my world that I wanted to I wanted to preview you all to. Um, now I got a lot of inboxes, comments, DMs about last week's episode. So I talked about surviving infidelity, um, just kind of the rigmarole of why individuals cheat, um, how to survive it, why it's not that big of a deal, uh, so on and so forth. So a lot of individuals had questions about, uh, first of all, my life um, and why I don't believe in monogamy, how I don't believe in monogamy and I'm in a, and I'm in a marriage, right? Um, so everyone wanted to know about that. So I'm happy to discuss, right? I'm a very open book. I told you guys that from the beginning, when it comes to the sex expectations podcast, um, I've built my brand and, um, around just being transparent and authentic and who I am and what brings me joy and pleasure. So I'm very, very happy to share those things with you all. Um, so I'm gonna, gonna, I'm gonna, going to kind of go down the list of questions that I received um, because I think that that would be definitely helpful. And of course, this is the second episode to the episode that I recorded last week. So if you have not listened to that episode, it's probably a good idea to go back, um, take a listen, and then come on over here. So... <laughs> I have been, so just a little bit of background about me. I have been married for um, going on two years. It'll be two years in the end of June. I actually, the funny thing is, I actually don't even know the day that I got married. Um, If I looked at a calendar, I could figure it out for you because I know that it was the last Wednesday in June um, two years ago. Okay, so I think that it's somewhere around a 28, 27, but that's how much I just really didn't give a fuck about it. Like, we don't even celebrate. We kind of make social media posts on the days that, um, you know, is the quote unquote anniversary. Um, But we actually celebrated on July 4th. Why? Because we like that day. (laughs) We like 4th of July. We like the fireworks. And it's just been a ritual kind of thing that we've done together since we've been together we always go somewhere um for fourth of july so when we first met we went to like chicago to the navy pier and then the second year we did fireworks at our house downtown and then the third year we did the bahamas and then we did mexico so it was like you know just a thing so we celebrate now what was weird for me was i pushed him i pressured him to marry me I was very um, stern. I said, you know, hey, you know, we're together. We've been together. At that point, we had been together for a little over three years. And um, I was like, you know, if you want to be with me, you need to marry me. Because that's how I was raised. That's the fairy tale dream for a young woman. She wants to be married. She wants somebody to choose her, right? And I feel like the ultimate way to prove your love is to quote unquote give a ring and ask this for this woman's hand in marriage, which for some, you know, I guess it is just the ultimate, you know, way to show your love. But for others, um, it's bullshit. But anyway... I asked the man to marry me because I, you know, I felt like it was time. If we were going to do this, we needed to do something. We needed to get married. We had been living together, whatever. So that's how I was raised. It's what I knew. And that's what I pressured him to do. So 
So he obliged to that. He said, you know, he felt it. He asked his big bros and everybody was like, hey, you know, if you feel it, just do it. So we did not plan a big wedding. I had no desire to have a wedding. Um, we uh, eloped in Jamaica. We went to Jamaica. We, of course, we went to the courthouse first. We went to the courthouse we got married. I had on jeans and a t-shirt. Like that's how much it was not a big deal to me. But um, we got married at the courthouse and then we went to Jamaica for our honeymoon. So, um, which was nice, right? So then things start to set in. And I would say about six months later, I decided that marriage was not for me. I was like, first of all, we had been having issues in the bedroom. So I had explained a multitude of times that I was unhappy with our sex life. Um, basically, the issue with our sex life was that uh, uh, my partner was coming too fast. Okay, so two, three minutes in, pop goes the weasel. All right, coming faster than 911 in a white neighborhood. All right, like pop goes the weasel. So it just became very frustrating for me because I mean, mid, mid orgasm. I mean, I hadn't even got to a point where I'm even thinking about orgasm. He pops. So that just really became frustrating for me. And I explained to him, I was very vocal. I, I communicate, you know, as sex with Emily says, communication is lubrication. I was very open and honest with him about my frustrations and let him know that something had to change or else right? Like strict ultimatum. Like I am going to go about my business if we can't get this right, because I'm not about to spend the rest of my life with no two minute man. (laughs) And I was very, I was very stern about that. Like standing my ground, like this is it. So, you know, he heard me, but he didn't hear me, hear me. Okay. So I go down to the Cayman Islands for a girl's trip. This was October, or no, no, September. And after wanting to get pounded for a very long time, um, I decided to uh, mingle with someone. And so it was. So, you know, when we came, when I came back, I was pretty distraught. I was distraught for a couple of different reasons. First of all, I felt like I was going to start a whole marriage with this person. <laughs> I thought that I was going to leave my man and I was going to pack my bags and go down to Cayman Islands and start a new life, right? Or start the visa process and bring homeboy here. I mean, one of the two was going to happen. So, I mean, when I tell you the household when I got back was in disarray because I can't hide my feelings. I'm not the one to be like, yeah, you know, something happened. Let me brush it up on the rug. Don't ask, don't tell type of thing, which would have been nice if I moved that way. But that's just not how I am. I feel feelings. I'm an empath. And the only right thing for me to do was to let him know what had happened. So I did. And um, of course, he was distraught, hurt, bothered by that. Um, but we were able to talk it out as adults. Of course, my husband is not the type of person that would ever put his hands on me, call me out my name. Um, you know, none of that. He just wanted to communicate. And so I really think that, um, it helped because for, so for a little while 
he was practicing. He was practicing different techniques and things to last a little bit longer. But I still was frustrated. At this point, okay, now that I had had sex with someone, I felt like, all right, this marriage is holding me back. This marriage is putting me in a box. I feel constrained. I feel... Like, I need to be free. I needed to be free. I needed to have my freedom again. And so at this point, I was done. Come December, I said, I'm done with this marriage. I'm done with this relationship. Like, I want to be free. And this is what it is. And I explained that to him. All right. And we were very open and honest about our feelings. So we had broken up, period. We were done. We were still living in the same house. We were sleeping in different rooms. And I met this other guy. So um, still searching for this good sex, right? My husband wasn't providing me with the good sex that I felt like I needed and deserved. Um, so I was searching for that in other people. Not only was I searching for the good fuck, essentially, but I was also searching for myself, right? That person that I was prior to marriage, that person that I was with my freedom and my autonomy and all of the things that make me me, I'm searching for that. So I was searching for it in all the wrong places, obviously, because I run into this guy that, you know, and so it is. Um, and we did the do a couple of different times. And um, at this point, my husband knew again because I was open and honest about the fact that I did not want the marriage and that we were done. So um, he knew, but it was like no questions could be asked because I made it clear that this is what was going on. At the same time, he's no saint, right? Um, my husband has been having sex with other women since we met. And the reason being is because I've never had an issue with him having sex with other women. I, again, don't believe in monogamy, right? I don't feel that it is natural for any human being, any animal, any, any living animal thing on this earth to be with one person. I feel that sex starts at a very cellular level. Even the plants have to intertwine to create a new one, right? So we have to understand that it's a natural thing. Sex is very natural for us. It's very, it's our birthright. So for to, to have, to tell somebody that you have to go against nature and you have to be with one person for the rest of your being, for the rest of your life is absurd, okay? In my opinion, you know, uh, infidelity is universally misunderstood, but also universally practiced. Why? Because folks are not going, they're going to go the more natural route. They're going to do what makes them feel good. If I'm out at a club and I see a pretty woman and I'm a man, right? And she maybe walked past me. I mean, it takes a lot to overcome that temptation. And it's, and it's because your natural bodily instinct is, is an erect penis. It's, it's just what it is. You can't tell your body, don't get erect. Don't look at the girl. Don't see the girl. Don't. It's, it's not natural. And you're saying the same thing for a woman. A woman gets, has ovulation once a month. During that time period when our bodies are designed to procreate, we are extremely horny. So to tell a woman that she cannot look at another man, can't talk to another man, can't do this, can't do that, it's absolutely absurd. So anyway, 
Um, I've always let my husband sleep with other women. We've had multiple threesomes. We have um, also, I have been a cuck queen is what they call it, where I basically allow my husband to commit adultery in front of me while I watch. It's very... Um, it's it's it just really drives me it's a kink for me and i enjoy it so i have always allowed him to be with other women and i desire that same energy <laughs> from him but unfortunately he has not come to a place where he is okay with me being with another man period um or him even watching or any of those things so back to the story, I was, you know, felt like I needed to go find my way. I felt like I needed to go find good sex, right? So I slept with someone else. He knew because I made it clear that we were done. So in doing so, I learned that it was definitely not the sex, okay? Yes, the man had great sex. It was cool for like the first two times, right? It's new penis. You don't know the person, um, you know, their flaws are not exposed, you know nothing. So typically when you know nothing, the sex is good. It's toxic, but it's good. So I was in a toxic love triangle and I saw nothing but flames, fire, and red flags. And I was like, I got to get the fuck up out of here. So I went ahead and X that mission. Um, this podcast is sponsored by same day STD testing, the nation's number one STD STI testing company, offering fast, private, and confidential STI testing nationwide. You can speak to a counselor by calling 844 332 2461. So I learned um, that everything was toxic, and I came to my husband and I was like, Look, I want to be with you. I know this is what I want, but I'm transitioning right now. I'm going through a huge transition, and so I need space. I need time. I don't want to have sex with you. I don't want to be, you know, very close to you. I just know that I need time to kind of process what's going on in my life. And I think for, you know, in doing so, I let him know how um, important this relationship was for me, but also how important my relationship was with myself, right? I think a lot of us, put so much emphasis on loving other people and giving other people our time. And, and, and I really, at this point was like, look, I have to love on me for a minute and either you're going to be able to respect that or you're not. Okay. And I was very lucky to have a man, uh, not was, I am very lucky to, um, have a man um, that is open to, you know, learning, growing, and allowing me that space to be free because it's so important. So once I learned that the toxic dick was not for me, I really did sit back and that's when I started to explore the world of Tantra. So Tantra is basically the study of energy, right? Everything being interconnected. And I started looking up different rituals that him and I could do to help this whole premature ejaculation issue because that was really the root of the issue is the fact that he came to quit. I feel like if he could fuck me long enough, we would be fine, right? So I started working on different rituals that I would present to him. I would um, look up different articles about tantric sex, 
slowing down, being mindful in the bedroom. And I would send those articles to him, have him read the articles and then apply what he learned on me that evening. If he would slip up or not do something right, then I would tell him, okay, we got to cut that and we'll try again next time. And in doing this, I felt that because he really wanted the relationship and he was totally invested, it made him say, okay, you know what? I'm going to put my all in this and I'm going to try. And so that's what he did. And I appreciated that. And not only did he try, but he really started to change. And that's what you that's what you work off of. Right. You can't work off of just people saying, yeah, I'm going to change. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Because for a long time when I would say, why did you not so quick? He would be like, oh, I'm sorry. You can't just be sorry, bro. You can't just be sorry. You have to make changes. So I actually saw change in him. Um, with the longevity of our sexual encounters. And so I knew that he was invested. I knew that he wanted to please me and be there for me, which is basically what I had been crying out for for a very long time. And so um, it shifted my frame of thought. Like I, I knew that um, this is who I wanted to be with and I wanted to make this work with. So, you know, it's been an up and down roller coaster. We still have some days where it's a two minute time. It's a two minute situation and I go off on him still. <laughs> um, but it's much better than it used to be. And then also, you know, for me, um, not having to be out here just meeting toxic dick, you know, is it, that's not the life I want to live. There's so many STDs. There's so many um, risks involved with that that I don't want to take for you know just some quick a, a nut right um I'd rather do it myself I'd rather masturbate I'd rather work with the current partner that I have so for him to to get to a place where I'm satisfied then then go out here and 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 be with multiple penises so that's basically how we overcame infidelity we communicated we were very honest with one another. No lies. No lies um, at all. Okay. I was very upfront with my feelings and how I felt. And he is just a real man. He, he allowed me the space to be me. He allowed me the space to be free. And that is the only reason why we're still rocking. And he constantly allows me that, right? Like I'm in the sex industry. I um, am a sex educator and coach and sexual health advocate. And I talk sex 24 hours a day damn near. And he allowed me to do that unapologetically so I can't do nothing but respect him and, and you know respect him for giving me that space um, and I think uh, I'll close with this if you are in a current relationship where you feel like you know this might not be for you monogamy may not be for you um, have the conversation. It may be a painful conversation. It may be an uncomfortable conversation. But at the end of the day, the only way to know what's on your partner's mind is to communicate. Communication is lubrication. So you must communicate and you must be honest. Remember that this is your life, right? Yes, it's great to do life with a partner. It's great to have someone to wake up to every day and go to sleep with every night. But at the end of the day, this is your life. And you have to make decisions based on what will make you happy and what will bring you joy and you pleasure, right? Like I tell, I tell myself, if it doesn't give me a big old orgasmic yes, all the way down to the way my jeans fit, it's not happening. So it's very important that you are um, cognizant of that. And so um, I'll leave you with that. Just communicate. Communicate with your partner and be honest. It's your life.
So at the end of the day, if you have to leave your partner so you can be happy, do that. Um, and so now today, I know a lot of people are like, well, how are you not monogamous? So right now we have a quote unquote open relationship. It's on one side and I'm okay with that for now. Um, my partner does have sex with other women, um, when it's planned and, um, hopefully one day he will get to a point where he can allow me to have sex with other partners too. But for now I'm okay with not because I don't want to just have, you know, meaningless sexual sex, what they call it, um, sexuationships or, uh, yeah, whatever. I can't think of the name, but. I want some meaning to all of my relationships. I want to get to know you. I want to know what you like, what you don't like, what your values and your beliefs are. I don't believe in, you know, just random fucking anymore. I think that that is very, a very immature way to approach sex. And maybe we'll talk about that on our next episode. <laughs> so until next time, everybody, sex, sex, and more sex. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.